present the, the job in a multiple uh, in multiple lights, right? So it gives us the opportunity to prove out that as a young person, whatever your interest is, we can take you in a direction that is gonna be successful. And mm-hmm. you know, myself and others that are on our team give ourselves the opportunity to demonstrate that. We can talk about our past and our ability to do what we do today as a result of those opportunities that came to us in, the, in our career. Too much work and not enough people to get it done. This is all too familiar to the MEP trades. I'm Todd Wyant and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast. You're invited to join my mission to embrace and share the innovations transforming the AEC, MEP, and manufacturing industries. Today, I'm excited to welcome back to the show, Brett Stacks, Mechanical Segment Manager at Evolve MEP. Welcome to the podcast, Brett. Yeah, thank you. Uh, welcome back, I should say. Uh, repeat guest here. Can you, for people that haven't uh, heard of you or, or heard you talk before, can you give a brief kind of overview of your background? Sure. Uh, so I started out as a tradesperson. I'm actually a sheet mill worker out of the Austin, Texas area. And one of the things that um, I started moving into the BIM manager position at Dynamic Systems, and that gave me the opportunity to really get more involved with technologies used by this industry. And out of that became, you know, I became passionate and wanted to get very involved with the technology companies driving those those applications and make sure that our industry is using the applications that will really help this industry in the right way. Mm-hmm. Nice. So w- one of the big issues going on with the trades is obviously with the, the skilled labor shortage. I saw a, a recent AGC Autodesk survey that something like 80% of construction firms sure. can't find work for the jobs that they have. Yeah. Uh, we can link to that survey in the, the show notes. Uh, but what do contractors and trades do to help try to elicit some sort of change in this? Well, I mean, first I'll say it's not just our customers. Obviously, you know, we need tradespeople working with the technologies as well, just mm-hmm. like um, my background. I'll make sure that we continue that tradition so that it's not just software companies making those assumptions on how we impact the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we do see this all over the country. We visit a lot of our clients and you know, sadly, there is a, a large shortage. And as we continue to see great growth in our economy and everywhere I visit there is construction, um, it's really hard to, to populate those projects with good people. So um, we're doing a couple different things to make sure that we can do that in effective ways. So we are uh, partnered with MCA, IBW, NECA, um, the UA, the ITI. We want to make sure that we're working with the trade organizations to help bring in new resources into those trade programs uh-huh. so that they can roll into those projects. Um, so that's one of the ways we're looking to source people, and we are working very closely with Skills USA to try and do that even at a high school level. Um, so it's been very effective so far. We're really excited about the growth and, and opportunities that are coming out of that. Um, at the same time, you know, it's it's just as much a requirement for everybody in this industry to get involved. Um, you can't rely on just the trade organizations or companies like ourselves to, to take that and move it into um, into an effective program, right? Mm-hmm. So we're asking this year for all of our customers and all of our peers to step up and be a part of that initiative. We want to go and speak at high schools, speak at colleges, speak at trade programs to, to really drive that interest more. Yeah, awesome. I'd love to unpack that a bit more uh, in a minute, but as you're talking to different clients and you're mm-hmm. having all these different conversations, what are some of the kind of the, the first 
low-hanging fruit steps that people yeah. are taking to, to help alleviate and confront this? So one of those is definitely software. You know, at, at Evolve MEP, our initiative is to make sure that we are driving better workflows into those um, into the CAD departments or BIM departments that we work with. Okay. And do that with more effective tools. And also, you know, we want to play off of AIA, so, or sorry, uh, artificial intelligence. So by working with artificial intelligence, we can start to take some of those decisions that you make every day, mm -hmm. 10, 15 times a day, and start to understand those decisions and implement that as your next rule set in the software. So things like spooling is one example. If we could start to process those ideas that you take into the decisions that drive to the eventual uh, prefabrication of that system, we can drive that decision process for you a little bit quicker and just get you into the position where you're automating and speeding up that entire process, saving you hours. Mm -hmm. So Evolve MEP is built on Revit and Revit gives us a lot of opportunity to take advantage of intelligence that's in the model that AutoCAD didn't. So that just takes us to to a level where we can start to truly drive that AI piece. Yeah, nice. It's really helping with the efficiency. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Does the, the size of the contractor matter in what they can do to, to help address the, the shortage? So it's funny, I, I really don't believe so. You know, I actually believe um, that smaller companies should take more of a step to be as effective as they can because they're the ones mm -hmm. impacted the most if they don't do it right. Yeah. Um, so we work with companies of all sizes. We want to make sure that you know everybody's taking advantage of the technologies that you know we deliver, as well as the training we deliver. So we offer a number of services to help that customer learn how to make that migration and be in, more involved with the technologies available to them. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so the survey that I referenced earlier, there was another stat in there that stood out to me that it's like 43, 44% of companies are seeing costs rise and then projects going sure. longer to complete than. Uh, what they anticipate because of the shortage. How does soft role, software play a, a role in, in helping to um, you know, uh, alleviate this problem? You touched on it earlier. But. Yeah, well, again, you know, one of the things that we really have to concentrate on is, again, really tightening up the, on the labor that's going into these projects. And that's not just on the job side. That means in the office as mm -hmm. well. So if we can make that every person involved more effective, reduce that human error, then we're going to see profitability as a result of that. So a lot of our tools, we've asked every one of our customers to compare those tools to the applications they were using beforehand. Mm -hmm. And across the board, we're seeing a minimum of 25% improvement for every feature in our tool set. So, you know, with that, there's easy gains for every customer that we sure. talk to. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, so can software alone kind of, not to use the name of the podcast here, but bridge the gap uh, yeah. on that efficiency? So I, I would like to think so. Um, you know, obviously we will always need uh, additional generations of skilled la laborers coming into this industry to make sure that we're feeding the system. But outside of that, I mean, obviously technology can certainly take you into more efficient workflows and, and bridge that gap, you know, per mm -hmm. se. So um, some examples that we see all on a regular basis is people are using old AutoCAD-based workflows to, to really drive manual processes. And if we can keep them in Revit, that's where we can drive the automation. So that's what Evolve MEP is very focused on. And we've been very successful keeping people out of AutoCAD. So back to the skilled, uh, or the skilled trade organizations, our big focus right now is to help them move away from training AutoCAD and ensure that they're training everybody that comes through their program in Revit. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. 
With Solutions for the Modern Project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit asti.com and let them know we sent you. Gotcha. Uh, so one of the uh, perceptions of the, the trades is that they they don't use a whole lot of technology. They're, they're not necessarily up on software. Yeah. They're maybe resistant to that change. How do you go about alleviating some of that um, yeah, perception and, and some of the, the internal struggle there of, of having to learn a yeah. new software platform? Well, honestly, the easiest way for us to demonstrate to that to them that this is an opportunity for them is to work with their competitor. So it's, you know, it's not the easiest way to start the conversation. But once they see that their competitors are more successful than they are, and they have the same size team, they have the same challenges because of the regional issues that they're dealing with, they understand they can be successful too. So it's just a matter of giving them the comfort and proving to them that these things are possible. And so mm -hmm. through our training programs we can take very few small steps to show that to them and make them feel more confident and then continue to build on that training as they become you know, more involved with the software. Yeah, interesting. So one of the uh, parts of the skilled labor shortage that really interests me is, is kind of changing the perception with mm -hmm. young people, yeah. uh, particularly um, bringing them into the trades. And we talked about this oh, several episodes back with Jeff Sample when he was on the yep. podcast of how do you go about that kind of cultural right. shift and uh, kind of demystifying the trades sure. yeah. and you know the knock on the trades unfairly but the, the knock is that it's kind of the, the dirtier job That's or true. it's just yeah. a job it's not a, a long-term career path how do you right. go about changing that well, it's funny, um, you know, it's easy now because of scanning and HoloLens and, you know, the robotic dog that Pharaoh has been yeah. showing off. And, Very cool. And obviously everything we do from a BIM perspective gives us the opportunity to represent that easy enough. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of people need to understand that, you know, it's not just the technology. It's, I mean, you could become the VP of these mechanicals. There's true business roles as well as, you know, simple technology career paths that we could take with these tradespeople. And mm -hmm. so it gives us the opportunity to present the, the job in a multiple uh, in multiple lights, right? So it gives us the opportunity to prove out that as a young person, whatever your interest is, we can take you in a direction that is gonna be successful. And mm -hmm. you know, myself and others that are on our team give ourselves the opportunity to demonstrate that. We can talk about our past and our ability to do what we do today as a result of those opportunities that came to us in the in our career. Mm -hmm. uh, realistically, how well, how easy do you think it's going to be to turn the the tide? Um, perception. Well, again, now that we have that committee mm -hmm. with all of the trade organizations and the efforts from Skills USA, it's given us a real opportunity to to really work together. So we're combining our efforts. Uh, Faro is also a part of that committee, so it gives us the opportunity to to combine all of our finances that uh -huh. we are pouring into these efforts. Um, obviously bring in a lot more people, impactful people. Um, we just talked to Autodesk and GTP about being more involved with that effort as well. Okay. So we're collectively trying to move the industry in a way that you know is positive. And I think that having that additional help demonstrates that it's not just 
on the, for the benefit of applied and evolved MVP. It's for the benefit of the industry and we wanna see this happen. So um, every one of our organizations are very involved with trade shows. We're very um, uh, involved with, you know, some of the efforts going on at the trade schools as well. So this gives us an opportunity just to spread that message even broader. Mm -hmm. What kind of reaction are you seeing as you're going into A lot of excitement. Um, So this year, we started this effort, you know, late last year. This year is the the year we put, you know, everything together and we really hit the ground running. So uh, we've got a couple different initiatives this year and a couple things that we're signed up for to ensure that we get that that momentum going. And, you know, we hope to see that result by MEP for us in August. Nice. Um, You know, but essentially, I think that, you know, we are going to continue to see um, other people join this committee and allow us to, to just continue to drive that message deeper into the industry. Awesome. You mentioned that there's a couple of different initiatives. Can you kind of go into more detail? And yeah, know certainly. So one of the main ones that we want to do is, again, we're, we're trying to start a true movement here where we get all of our peers to, to join this and, and go out and volunteer their time at high schools and colleges and so forth. Mm-hmm. But the big thing that we're doing is, you know, we we are uh, joining each of the trade organization um, events. So MCA, SMACNA, stuff like that. Obviously, AU will be very present with, you know, our peers on at these trade organizations. We're bringing those same trade organizations to MEP force and setting up a, an area for the skilled trade mm-hmm. um, section of our, our uh, partnership. So in the exhibit hall so that we can demonstrate that we are working together on these initiatives. But we are certainly part of the Skills USA uh, convention, which is in St. Louis this year. And then okay. followed up after that, at, we're at the, um, sorry, I'm gonna forget here. We're at the um, Counselors Association um, meeting in Seattle, which is gonna give us the touch points we need at the high school level to, uh-huh. to truly demonstrate that. So at Skills USA, it's, it's a bit of an apprenticeship um, uh, contest type program where they can go in and demonstrate their skills in multiple different trades, including baking and other things that don't really impact us. But by having a booth there, we'll be able to, to personally demonstrate the technologies that are used by these mm-hmm. industries and have one-on-one conversations with high schoolers. And then by working with the counselors, we'll get those invites into the high schools themselves to do those demonstrations. So with any luck, I'm also inviting a lot of these these members from these organizations to be um, present at MEP for so they can see that, you know, what people are doing with those careers, get more involved with the companies that need those resources and hopefully open up some channels so that we see more hires coming in to the, the trade programs themselves. Yeah, awesome. I, I think it's really cool. I, I love the challenge out to the trades to yeah. A, tell the stories that mm-hmm. what the, they're doing with software and innovation and and then to tell some of these younger kids stories of their coming into the industry. So it'd be cool if they could go out and share them out on LinkedIn or wherever social and right. like trade hashtag trade challenge or something like that. And that everybody can go to one spot and kind of and, see those and stories. And as we progress this year and we will be recording ourselves and we hope to share those same videos. Nice. So. Awesome. Uh, so I heard a rumor that the Evolve MEP has recently been down yeah. under to Australia. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, you can confirm it. <laughs> uh, any stories from that Australia trip? Why'd you uh, go down there? Uh, all that stuff. So it was actually very interesting. You know, it, I have a lot of uh, contacts from my previous trip in 2009. And okay. it was interesting because I really didn't expect those contacts to still be there and available to me. 
Um, a lot of these contacts I stay in touch with through LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn is, is a great networking tool for people all over the world that I stay in touch with. But Australia is, is one of those other countries that work very similarly to the way we work here in the US as far as their processes on prefabrication, their movement into Revit, um, the estimating tools that, and workflows that they use and so forth. Yeah. So it gave us the opportunity to really truly explore those other regions and see if a product like Evolve MVP is right for that industry. So uh -huh. the, the purpose of the visit was to go visit all of my contacts in the three major cities that we visited, which was Melbourne, Brisbane, and Sydney. And they gave us the opportunity to really go in, demonstrate the product and get confirmation that it's a great tool. The result of that was very positive. Uh, they're hungry for a solution like this. And so we got a lot of great positive feedback. We wanna make sure that we uh, follow that up with action. So we're partnered with a company by the name of CAD Group, which is another Audesk reseller who will deliver training services and support services and sales services to that region. Okay. So we're not trying to source that from US-based resources. And so we'll remain very involved with that in that region of the market. We'll attend trade shows there, mm -hmm. um, but they'll be our, our boots on the ground, as you say. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I'm very encouraged. We're getting a lot of interest as a result of that visit out of the UK and Canada now. So oh, those cool. are the other two markets we, we're looking to launch into next. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Evolve MEP. MEP construction software for Revit. Evolve's MEP software for Revit makes project collaboration fast, simple, and more productive, which in turn significantly reduces project risk and cost. Born from the reality of a lack of available skilled labor in the industry, Evolve MEP has transformed the MEP detailer workflow. It's time for MEP to harness the Revit platform to offer seamless collaboration like no other software before it. Visit EvolveMEP.com and let them know we sent you. Yeah, anything, any memory kind of stand out from the Australia trip? Well, obviously the fires were going on, so you know, we were a little bit nervous and when we showed up, the, the fires were certainly uh, happening and lots of smoke. Um, but all in all, it's just, it's a beautiful country, um, a lot of great seafood, so I got my fill on that. Nice. Um, and we just had a blast. I mean, it was a lot, a lot of good time. And, uh, you know, with that trip, we brought a lot of rain with us, which I, I there like you to take credit for, <laughs> but, you know, obviously it wasn't us, but uh, it was good timing. Yeah, nice. Way to bring the rain to <laughs> the fire problem over there. Yeah. Uh, what's coming down the pipe in Evolve Mechanical? So we're working on our roadmap for our very next release, which will be part of the uh, 2021 compatibility, so April timeframe. Okay. Um, we're further diving into automation, as I mentioned, around spooling. We really, truly want to drive a smarter workflow, and we want to enable skilled labor uh, detailers to get very involved with the decision-making through the software, but not necessarily have to do all the steps themselves, right? So um, that gives us the opportunity to, to work very closely with our customers, get direct feedback on how their processes work, how we can impact their businesses in a positive way. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got a number of different things. Um, and again, because it's Revit-based, we really get to tie in those needs from the construction market into those opportunities that come out of work sharing and other tools within Revit and integrate these two things a lot better than they are. Mm -hmm. um, and we're doing a lot of this, as I mentioned before, in collaboration with Autodesk. So we just came out of a meeting with Autodesk to talk a lot about the future of the platform, ensure that Re Revit and Fabrication and Evolve MEP are working in parallel. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, we got a lot of confirmation out of the meeting that that's exactly what's happening. And we're very involved with them in some of their internal discussions and how we help support the trades more through this application. So a lot of that is gonna drive what our end result is for this year. Um, but at the same time, we've got a strong roadmap coming from our customers, a lot of backlog, and again, a very heavy drive around automation. So uh, we've done a lot of that in this last release. This very next release is just as focused on that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, it's uh, really cool when you look back over the, the year or two of Evolve Mechanical being out, just the mm -hmm. sheer progress oh, yeah. that has been made and the features getting put into Mechanical. You guys are just cranking out new features right and left. I appreciate it. You know, it, it's truly been the most fun I've had in a position like this uh, over my former roles. This organization works way faster and way harder than I've ever seen. Um, as a smaller company, we naturally can be more agile mm -hmm. and more involved and more transparent with the customer, which was key for me in this role because I didn't get that out of the former companies I worked for. And just the sheer fact that we can be transparent with the customer allows us to be more effective with every release. Yeah. And in turn, we can work a lot faster. Um, at those other companies, a lot of times you aren't allowed to do that, so you're doing a lot of guesswork. And then obviously you don't hit the mark, you gotta rework that in the next release. So you just lose a lot of ground that way. Uh -huh. So that's that's honestly, I think, the contributing factor to this. But outside of that, we have a ton of passion. We just hired a lot more uh, people for to add to this team. So we're just gonna keep the foot down and, and, and keep rocking, man. It's gonna be a great year. That's awesome. I, I think one of the cool things about Evolve MEP is that you guys hold regular meetings yeah. with your clients to to get the feedback to get what they what they like what they don't like right and it's it's pretty open communication there yeah naturally the hard part is you know as technical people we're we're a bit introverted right so we <laughs> we we have to dig that out of our customers we have a few yep. passionate customers but you know at the same time I want a very collective uh, group you know giving me that feedback I don't want to mm -hmm. make sure that it's not just one loud person in the call. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly pushing. Uh, this year, I'm gonna add in some on-site visits to major cities, and that's gonna give me the opportunity to literally go visit some of our customers in those areas and make sure I'm in their office, understanding their processes, and taking that feedback with me for the other meetings that I hold. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, those those customer meetings give us that opportunity, as we've talked, to get the, the right feedback, really truly understand how it's gonna impact. So you know, typically you get an idea, a great idea from a customer, and then you go back and scope out how that feature works. When we do those customer calls, what we're able to do is we're actually to able to ask them, what do they want to happen in the dialogue exactly? Mm -hmm. What workflow will help them? Mm -hmm. And get that feedback, get them more involved with this side of the process. And so they get a lot of pride uh, out of that as far as having that involvement with the software development team. And then in those update meetings, we can demonstrate our progress on that tool and get that feedback immediately, whether or not we need to change direction mm -hmm. or if we're heading in the right direction. And so, again, that's led a lot to our success. Yeah, that's awesome. Getting that real-time feedback and being able to Certainly. adjust before the release comes out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what gets you kind of most excited about the future of the MEP industry and the possibilities? Oh, goodness. Um, so a lot is happening. A lot is changing right now. So naturally, again, as we see more progression to Revit and, and cloud-based applications, there's just a lot more uh, real-time interaction that we can have not only with our customers, but between the solutions themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, sadly, AutoCAD as one example, was just a very static application. There's not a lot of that you could do. 
So people always had great ideas, but you couldn't really hit those marks in that platform. So working closely with Autodesk and other uh, partners of ours gives us the opportunity to really improve on that. Mm -hmm. And as we build out that real-time synchronization of the data and visibility out to other members of the companies that, that um, may play primary roles, such as CAD managers, even C-level uh, partners in the company, that gives them all the opportunity to get better transparency into the projects and make sure that they're hitting the profit margins that they need to hit. Hmm. So we're looking very heavily at those opportunities. Um, obviously, generative design is still a heavy interest of mine and becoming more and more real in the discussions that we're having with Autodesk and the applications we're working with. Mm -hmm. So that's another exciting one that we hope really starts to impact a lot of the automation and AI that we have within the product. Yeah, interesting. Uh, generative design is definitely a, a little pet obsession yes. of mine recently. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think it's so cool what all you can do with it. So that'd yeah. be really exciting to bring that into the mechanical side. Well, we are too. And, and you know, I think the most important aspect of this whole thing is that, that the trades are now more involved at those levels of, of the project. You know, uh -huh. it truly supports more of the design build workflows that we need to support. Mm. Interesting. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the MEP Force logo behind you. Yeah. You talked about it some already. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with MEP Force, can, can you describe what it is and, and why, should, why should the trades care and, and sure. show up? So, you know, what's funny is I've been talking a lot with some of the people that have attended the conference in the last year, trying to really understand mm -hmm. what they liked, what they disliked about it. You know, initially we launched this because we just don't see a lot of uh, focus specifically on the trades at some of these other events. I mean, yes, they focus on the trades, but as an end user that's using a very particular product, you need further training mm -hmm. on that solution. You wanna learn from your peers, network with other peers that may be using the same application so that you can form a future network and, and feed off of each other as how to continue to improve your own processes with that solution. So that's why we built MVP Force. It gives us those end users the opportunity to go take a class on that particular application, and we focus on those primary applications around this this industry, mm. not you know looking at um, you know higher level classes for engineering and design as one example. We don't focus on that. Um, so we focus very heavily on that trade level, mm. um, and as a result of this too, one of the things we've done is we brought that same energy same willingness to be transparent to the the conference and that's the feedback that i've gotten the most out of the the last year especially is that everybody is just so taken back by our ability to to have real conversations and encourage more of those real conversations not mm -hmm. just with us but with our our other uh, partners and exhibitors that may be at the event mm -hmm. and this year is going to be no exception um, we're truly opening it up to be more of a industry event, we've got a lot more people coming. So we're targeting around 700 or so people will have 80 sessions. Um, so I'm getting a lot of great feedback from people that want to be involved and anybody else that wants to be involved just needs to step up, teach them classes. Um, you know, going back to, to something Tim Spino said at the last conference and more recently in Bridging the Gap, you know, that's a great opportunity to start or be a part of a peer group as well. Mm -hmm. And that's a big focus for us is we support all of the peer groups coming in. They, we give them spaces to meet. There's tons of little mini groups happening within this event. So it's just a blast to watch really take shape and, and become what it is. Yeah, awesome. And we're 
well underway. It's going to be bigger and better. Yeah, this yeah year. I'm, it's I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> just because of the amount of work, but you know, it's a great excitement. Um, so it's, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's I, I have so many friends that come together for that event. It's it's a great opportunity for me to reconnect with everybody as well. Yeah, I, I think the energy in the crowd is always. That's one of the exciting things for me to see it come together and yeah. everybody really get excited Certainly. to be in there. You can feel that that buzz. Uh, we mentioned the 80 sessions, the, the breakout sessions. Yeah. So what I think is cool about that is that the vast majority of them are taught by yes. people not from applied software or evolve. It's industry peers and professionals and people right. that are actually doing it in the real world. And they're able to kind of share their perspective and story on it. And that's what we want, right? I mean, I, I think just to offer validity to the event and the session itself, you want to learn from one of you know your peers. You don't, I mean, yes, we can teach you on that, uh, that particular topic, but you know, we are also not end users of the products that we have to teach. We can teach you technically how to use the application. We can mm -hmm. show you things that we've learned from, you know, customers all over the industry that we're always learning from. However, as an end user that has to use that software every day, you're the ones that know the, the product the best and you can show your tips and tricks to your friends in the audience. And mm -hmm. so that's what the event needs to be about. It, it, to be a true user conference, it needs to be led by the users. Mm -hmm. So we're just there to enable them and give them that opportunity. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and we'll put the registration link in the show notes for people to, yeah. to be able to sign up. Hopefully we'll get that 700 real quick. <laughs> uh, Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us, Brett. Really appreciate your, your time. And, and thank you to all those listening. If you are interested in learning any more about our sponsors, Applied Software, you can go to ASDI.com. Or if you want to know about Evolve MEP, you can go to EvolveMEP.com for more information and let them know we sent you. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Thanks for listening to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Please spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing with your friends and coworkers. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our other applied software podcast, the AEC Disruptors. Thanks for listening. Bridging the Gap is produced by Alyssa Chartier and edited by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2020.